What's the purpose of change? Welcome to Lead with Purpose. I'm Shane Weiler, and this is episode one. Everywhere, we as leaders want to be valued. We want to be valued in life, work, and in our families, yet we struggle. We struggle simply because we are unclear on why we're here, where we're really meant to be, and what we are truly meant to do in the time that we've been given with those that we lead and serve. Lead with Purpose is a show to learn exactly that. Lead with Purpose. Be valued and be the successful leader you long to be where it matters most. Join me, Shane Weiler, leadership and business developer, as we explore all the essentials to realizing your purpose in all you do so that you can be valued for your contribution everywhere you are. Be valued. Lead with Purpose. So what's the purpose of change? Well, this is what we are talking about today. Change has the power to move us from where we're stuck into incredible opportunities if we allow it. Here are three essentials of change that I've learned over the years as I've led leaders and their organizations to realize their purpose and be valued. These essentials will help you ride the tides of change and really engage in the opportunities of your life, your work, and your family where it matters most. Now, as this is the first episode of Lead with Purpose, I want to share that you can always get the show notes, the links, and all the resources I mentioned in the show on my site at shaneweiler.com forward slash show notes. So here are the three essentials on change that I'll be sharing about today. One, change will always find you. You can't run from it. Two, The risk of change can move mountains. And three, there's a familiar trap that we all fall into when we're faced with change. All right, so let's dig deeper into the purpose of change, starting with number one. Change will always find you. So change will always find you. It knows where you live, where you work, and where you play, which makes it impossible to hide from it. Now, you can ignore it. But this, as we're going to talk about today, ends up with you being frustrated, angry, and at risk of missing out on the very opportunities that you are meant to engage in. Now, because change always finds you, you can can count on it making itself known. Now, the simplest proof I have for this is really just to look in the mirror. Over time, change makes itself known. Now, I remember learning this when I was a professional actor. And as a part of any art, you you really have to spend time trying to master it. So to stay sharp in between projects, I, I studied with an acting teacher named Dana Pemberton. Now, Dana was one of the key influences on me as I developed my craft as an actor. And I remember Dana one night handing me a mirror as I stood in front of the class. And he told me to hold it in front of my face close enough so that I could only see myself and no one else. I mean, it was close, too close for my comfort, to be honest. And then, then he asked me what I saw. Now, there was a lot that I saw that I didn't like. But as I looked closer and deeper, I began to see things that I had never seen before. I saw things that had changed. I saw all the surface stuff, of course, but beneath that, there were things that had changed that I hadn't noticed, mostly, mostly in my eyes. The things that I struggled with at that point, and at one point, it just, it seemed I didn't struggle with them anymore. Things that I was currently struggling with, 
They really didn't seem so scary that up close. And I also saw things I sensed on the horizon where I wondered how I would manage. And as I was thinking about this episode and thought back to that simple yet completely unnerving exercise, I realized that Dana had helped to start a chain of insights about leadership that I hadn't recognized before. Just as we can recognize the effect of change, change also lets us know it's coming. Most of the time, this is what we try to ignore, even when we want to change. Most of us would rather not deal with change until, well, until it's on our doorstep. And during that exercise years ago, I wanted certain things to change about my life, my work and my family. And at at that time, I really had no idea what the specifics were. But in looking back, most of those things have changed. I wanted a family. Well, now I have a wonderful wife and eight crazy, inspiring kids. With each child, my wife and I learned how to be leaders at deeper and deeper levels. And as I was putting together this show, I realized that the leader I long to be standing in that acting class is really what I'm challenged and expected to be every day right now. So change finds us to help us live out the opportunities meant for us. So in this Really, no matter how hard we try to stop it, change is going to happen once it makes itself known. So one of the key things to understand about change is this. Once it arrives on your doorstep, it's there to stay. And really, the reason is pretty simple. Change helps usher in a new opportunity. As opportunities are all around you, so is change. In order to welcome, embrace, and engage in a new opportunity, change is essential. Change actually helps you prepare for the opportunity in front of you. So I'm going to say that again. I should say that again. So write this down. Change helps you prepare for the opportunity in front of you. If you can't embrace change, your opportunities are unattainable. So you can pretend that the change isn't standing on your doorstep, but that doesn't change the fact that change is standing on your doorstep. So this is where we throw excuses like, well, you know what? I'm just not ready to deal with it. But here's the kicker. The longer you wait to deal with change, the more it piles up and the bigger the crowd gets. Imagine imagine this. Change coming down the road. And see, change always makes itself known in some way. You notice a change in yourself, someone else, your circumstances, your, de- your desires, things like that. So change makes itself known in some way. Everyone that I've ever spoken to about change can relate to that. So it's been the same for me and us as a family and as a business. So let's build on that. Imagine that change is coming down the road. And when it gets to your house, it stops, turns, and walks up the sidewalk onto your front step. And without hesitation, it knocks on your door. You remember that saying, opportunity knocks? Well, opportunity knocks, but it's not alone. Opportunity knocks with change right by its side. It's like opportunity is saying, hey, I'm here, and this is my friend change. Is it okay if change comes in too? If you don't accept change, opportunity isn't going to leave its friend outside. They came together. Opportunity understands the value that change brings to the table, and it doesn't leave it behind because opportunity knows that without change, it has no room in your life, your work, or your family. See, opportunity knows that if you don't accept change, you'll never accept it either. Because there is work involved to receive all the richness that the new opportunity brings. And change helps you prepare to receive that opportunity. 
So everywhere you aren't willing to change, what needs to be changed, you'll deny opportunity and really what opportunity has to offer. So the more change you refuse to invite in, the more it just piles up on your doorstep. And before you know it, you have a crowd outside your door waiting for you to do something. But change doesn't leave. It doesn't go away. Just because you choose not to deal with it doesn't mean it isn't there. It's waiting for you with opportunity. It wants you. It wants you to have all that opportunity brings. Think of change as a trusted ally, a real valuable asset. It's it has your best interest in mind. It's bringing you opportunity. The problems with change we get into happen when we resist it or try to force it to do something it isn't meant to do. See, change is preparing you for this new opportunity. And with change comes all that you need to learn in order to reap the rewards of that new opportunity. But we get into trouble when we try to control change instead of being focused through change. You have to deal with change because it's going to deal with you. Just its very presence in your life and your work and your family starts to work on you. Remember, it wants you to have the opportunity it is standing with. It's not giving up on you, even though you may want to give up on it. The very fact, the very fact that it's there, it's working on you little by little. So don't fool yourself thinking that you can delay change because you can't. Once it hits your doorstep, it's already working on you. Truth is, it started working on you the moment it revealed itself coming down the road. By delaying change, you simply frustrate yourself and rob all those that really are dependent upon you to make that change. And by resisting change, you delay, you delay the opportunity and you may never realize it to the fullest. With change and opportunity comes vulnerability. It's right here where we must admit that we need help. You can't get the help you need to change if you are unwilling to be vulnerable. You won't receive the blessings and the gift opportunity has if you're unwilling to be vulnerable. It's just that simple. See, most of us have been taught that vulnerability is a place of weakness and to never go there. And we've been taught that in vulnerability, we get taken advantage of, we get controlled, and we even, we even get abused at the hand of someone else's agenda. But the truth is vulnerability is a place where great strength, courage, and fortitude is found. Now, I started to learn this years ago as a professional actor. And to be an actor really is to allow yourself to be vulnerable and sometimes in front of millions of people or the potential of millions of people. But the greatest leaders are vulnerable. The greatest leaders admit that they are vulnerable and they are able to help bring about the right change for us all to benefit as the opportunity starts to open up. See, every opportunity comes with change and requires vulnerability to make it happen. Now, the enemy of change is pride. Pride will destroy any opportunity that stands before you. Pride is our response to change when we want to resist it. When we resist change, we welcome frustration, we welcome anger, defensiveness, feeling devalued, disappointment, and even desperation into our lives, into our work, and into our families. And the longer that you resist change, the deeper you walk into despair. So the key here is to know that if you resist change, it has control over you. But as you embrace change, you find control within it. As you embrace change, you step into the boat 
Now, even though the boat is on the river of change, you get a paddle. And the paddle helps you maneuver as you go. Again, just like the power of the current, the power of change is leading you. But you gain some control once you embrace change to understand the best way through it and really steer yourself and those that you lead in that direction. But when you resist change, you don't pick up the paddle because you refuse to admit that things are changing. But when you embrace change, you acknowledge you're in the boat, on the river, and you understand the value of the paddle that you're given to maneuver with. The paddle you steer with is your purpose, the very reason you're here. With your purpose and with the focus that it brings, you maneuver through change. Now, as you embrace change, you actually get the energy that you need to steer yourself and all those that you lead through the change to realize your purpose in all you do both as an individual and together. It's this energy that change provides you that helps you take all the steps necessary to reach the opportunity that's awaiting you at the end of all this. And the key here is that you must continue to embrace the change and not resist it. As soon as you resist what is happening, all that energy, it just dissipates. And you start to to try to control the river instead of directing the boat. And this is what I call the familiar trap. The familiar trap is when we believe the familiar will give us peace, comfort, and joy. But the truth is, when we stay in the familiar too long, it delivers fear, frustration, anger, and a feeling of rejection as we resist the change that is standing on our doorstep. So listen to this. We seek out the familiar to stay comfortable and to seem in control. But as we continue down the path of the familiar, we actually must work harder and harder to keep up the illusion. And we are not in control as we continue to resist change. Can you resist change long enough that it goes away? No, you can't. We fool ourselves to think that we can, but change does not go away. It wants you to have the opportunity it comes with. It wants you to have all that reward all those blessings, all the gifts, and all the richness that the opportunity brings. So it doesn't go away. It remains, think of it like this, it it remains like a loyal friend because it knows all that awaits you, all that's waiting for you as you embrace it and allow it to lead you into the new opportunity. So here's a key question to ask yourself as you consider what change is on your doorstep. Is your life, your work, or your family feeling more and more empty? If so, There's a change standing at your door waiting to be embraced. So what needs to change so that you are valued for your contribution? The familiar trap numbs us and life, work, and family suffer. The familiar trap robs us of the hope and the meaning and life that we so desperately want. And by surrounding yourself with what's familiar, you actually expect to get peace, comfort, and joy. But when you stay in the familiar too long, you actually end up with fear, frustration, anger, and rejection as you resist change. So we need to step out of what's familiar in order to embrace change. So here's what I've discovered over the years. When we surround ourselves with what's familiar, we get bored. So then we try to force opportunities, or worse, we try to steal the opportunities meant for others. Instead of embracing the change that stands on our doorstep, we turn on others, force others to deal with the change on their doorsteps so that we can be a part of their opportunities, but not have the responsibility of the change. 
And this, as we all know, it never turns out well. This allows us to stay in a victim mindset because we are simply not willing to do the work required of us to change. And this causes us to victimize others as we force them to hurry up and work through their stuff so that we can reap all the benefits of the opportunity that they have available to them. And we see, we all know that opportunities are, are shared. So when we, when we don't want to do the work for our own opportunities, we force others to. We force others to be vulnerable for our own gain. Yet as we try to force change in someone else's house, we end up failed, frustrated, and angry, as I said, that we are not getting the rewards of the opportunity we thought we'd get just by being involved. In leading leaders, I witness families and organizations do this all the time. I've seen organizations try to claim ownership of the opportunities of their employees. They try to capitalize on the connections and the networks of those who work for them, thinking that they deserve to have access to those networks and connections simply because they pay that employee. Now, we all know that not every single product, every single product and every single service that you offer is not for every person. And by claiming rights over your employee's network, you claim that each of those people are a potential customer. So you just need to trust your employees, empower your employees with the tools that they need to have those conversion conversations and allow them to have those conversations as is appropriate within their network. As a leader, I would never want someone selling a product to someone that doesn't value it or sees no need for it. That just waters down your value and it doesn't end up helping anyone. Yet organizations do this all the time. When we force those in our life, our work, and our family to share their opportunities, we end up damaging the relationship. So if you're meant to be a part of their opportunity, you have to trust that it will happen. It will most likely, it's not going to happen the way you imagine it to, but you need to trust that if you're meant to be there, you just need to honor that relationship and support them in the change when they decide to engage in it. Now, I've witnessed families do this too. Parents capitalize on the success of their children. And children demand that they have positions simply because of the, of the success of their parents. Now, each of us as a leader has the responsibility to do the work to make the changes necessary to really usher in the new opportunity. And in doing so, we support, we inspire, and we encourage those that we lead and serve to do the same. See, when we do that, our children realize the opportunities they have, and they want to do the work involved to change whatever is necessary, where we're there as a model and a support and an ally. And likewise, as our children come to understand their position, they are able to really stand firm in that position and not have to rely on our position to accomplish what matters most for them. Again, we can be a support and an ally to them, but here is where they can really learn their, learn the value of their contribution. And that's where we all benefit as a family together. But when we force the familiar, we fail to see the value of those involved and we end up overstepping our place just to capitalize on the opportunities of others. And this is the huge risk that we take by staying in the familiar. So know this, in order to stay in the familiar, you have to lie about and deny what's really going on. It's, it's going to happen when you resist change. And that leads you to being rejected as a leader, as those that you lead know that the change has to happen. So if you're unwilling to change when it's needed, you're really viewed unworthy 
as a leader by those that you lead. Now, I, I, I know change is risky, but it's even more risky to stay in what's familiar. So remember this, change challenges the familiar and predictable. Everywhere change is needed, the familiar and the predictable are at risk. If you have a practice of acting on the familiar and only stepping into what's predictable, you're going to find yourself unnecessarily challenged. Change is hard enough without adding resistance on top of it. Now, the key isn't to do what's familiar and predictable. The key is to do what is right. What's right? Well, whatever is required to fulfill in your purpose in the lives of those that you lead and serve. For example, I could follow what best practices would say to do when marketing this podcast, or I could do just what is right to help you realize your purpose. Now, some or even all of that may align with what best practices would say to do, but I'm not focused on what best practices say to do. I'm focused on helping you realize your purpose in the right way, everywhere that you need and want it. Now, the challenge in having a successful transition through change is to stay focused on what matters most. And I propose that that is to focus on your purpose, why you're here. If you focus on why you're here, where you're meant to be, and what you're meant to do why you're there makes itself known. So remember this, to embrace purpose is to be confronted with change. To embrace purpose is to be confronted with change. Now, as you embrace purpose, you're challenged and you're called out of what's familiar and predictable into what's consistent and constant. Your purpose is consistently at play in your life, in your work, and in your family, and therefore it's a constant. Now, this is different than familiar and predictable because there are patterns in realizing your purpose and patterns in how the need you answer shows up in the lives of those that you lead and serve. And these patterns are consistent and constant, not familiar and predictable. Because we can't predict how someone will respond to the need that you answer. But you can be sure that the need won't go away until they decide to be vulnerable, seek help, and get it answered. And this is where consistency and constancy are at play, where the familiar and the predictable take you out of the game. So here are today's key takeaways. One, change allows you to grow. Without it, opportunities are unreachable. Two, change enables you to move where you've been stuck. It gives you the energy and the focus to know really what matters most. Remember, change is an ally wanting to bring about the opportunity you long for. And three, change is essential to realize your purpose. You must embrace the change that comes to open access to your opportunities and avoid getting distracted with the familiar and the predictable. So I want to invite you here. If you've gathered some wisdom and found this helpful for your leadership, I'd really appreciate you reviewing and rating this podcast on iTunes because it helps others find it and and be benefited as well. And if you want to dig deeper into, into the power of change, be sure to check out the first issue of my new online magazine, SW & Co. I have three articles that dig deeper into the power of change, the science of change, and deciding to change. So you can get your free copy at shaneweiler.com. And a thank you to Nikolai Heatless for his song, Chase Your Dreams, heard in this episode. In the next episode, we'll be exploring how to gain that laser focus you need to avoid the devastation distractions bring to your leadership, as we're going to discuss the rewards of focus. 
So be sure to catch all the show notes, the links, and the resources that I shared on this episode on my site at shaneweiler.com forward slash show notes. So until next time, be valued, lead with purpose. <laughs>